Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are wrapping up our final series of season one. Oh my gosh. I know, I can't believe it. 2020 has been a wild ride with lots of ups and downs, but I can happily say that Read It or List It has been one of the absolute best things to happen, at least for me. And our Getting Series is series was inspired by some of the harder days of the last four months of this pandemic um, and the books that brought joy back into our lives. Seriously, I can barely remember life before March and before Akatar came into my life. I'm so happy that we've had this podcast to really center ourselves and get to talk about books more than we were before. And it's brought so much joy into my life. It definitely has for me too. But before we get into our discussion, we want to give a quick shout out to Studio for sending us each a new pair of headphones. I've been loving the Regent 2, which are over-the-ear headphones, and they're the ones that I use to record. You may have seen them over on my Instagram. Um, they're really comfortable, and they're noise-canceling. Yeah, that's so awesome too because I have... I have over-the-ear headphones, and they're not noise-canceling, and sometimes you need that, like, extra – you want that cushion, and you want that support, Mm -hmm. and I think it definitely makes recording a lot easier. I have the earbuds, and guys, I have tried several different types of noise-canceling earbuds before, and they never – they either never stay in my ears or they never really work. And the ET model or ETT model from Studio, they fit perfectly in my ears. It's like a different type of design. And they have been a lifesaver the past few months because I haven't been able to read a lot of physical books. And so I've been really honing into my audiobooks and reading a lot of audiobooks. And because they're noise canceling, I can listen to the audiobook while I'm baking, while I'm vacuuming, while I'm doing dishes, and I can actually still hear the book, which is not the case with just regular headphones. That's great. I'm really picky about my earbuds too. So if yeah. you are interested in a pair, you can use our code RILI15 for 15% off your order. <sighs> okay. Here we go. My goodness. <laughs> Getting serious. I'm going to say that this was definitely a series that we may have bit off more than we can chew. <laughs> definitely. But a good a good challenge, nonetheless. A really good challenge. It's something that is so – we keep coming back to the question of, like, you know, standalones versus series. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always loved series as a kid. I just, like, I was so immersed in the world. And then I definitely feel like – they're like they can be intimidating to keep up with and I mean obviously like Akatar, like I just like loved binging those books. It was so satisfying. Um yeah. and it just like set me off on like wanting to read all of these and I feel like I'm now in the middle of all these <laughs> different worlds. I know. And I think like when we come back to the question of whether which do you prefer more standalones or series I used to always say standalone for that same reason like it can be very overwhelming to pick up a whole world but I think lately I there's been so much change and I'm a person that likes a lot of consistency and the thing I love about series and especially backlist series where the entire series is completed is that 
I can stay in one world with characters I know and it feels a little bit more consistent to be able to continue a book series for a long time versus having to reacclimate myself to a new storyline and new characters, etc. So I've really been loving series more now than I think ever before. Yeah, my love for them has been reinvigorated. I actually was talking to a mm-hmm. friend who read Crescent City in two days and I, I was re- like, Phoebe, I read it in four days, which is like insane for I me. I know. I guess I'm still so intimidated by the size. And because when is the next book coming out? Like never. Well, I know because she has another book coming out. Like, I don't know how she, how, if I can barely read all of these different worlds, I don't know how you create multiple worlds. I know. I know. Yeah, and I don't know how she does it at the same time, too, because she always has. So this um, in Crescent City, the series is Crescent City. The first book is called House of Oh, okay. Earth, and yeah, it I, it's very confusing. And I guess for a while she was doing Throne of Glass and Akatar simultaneously. Like one would mm-hmm. publish in the fall, one would publish in the spring or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, and then now that Throne of Glass is done – she now is switching between Crescent City and Akatar. And I think because Crescent City is such a big project and her first adult fantasy novel, she um, pushed Akatar, the new series of Akatar, off a little bit. I think we were supposed to get the next book a little bit earlier than we did. Can you imagine keeping up with both of those worlds at the same time? I. I mean, I guess that's where it comes to, like, the real talent of writing. Mm. And um, I was watching a YouTube video of, like, comparing YA versus adult novels and how, like, especially in fantasy, like, you know, in a fantasy YA, their first book is going to be pretty small because they want you to fall, they want to get you hooked Mm -hmm. and they make it really digestible. But for adult fantasy novels, it's like, all right, this whole book is set up and this whole book is world building and you're going to love it and you're going to deal with it. I never thought about that, that YA first books are shorter and then they just like, they hit you with the world or they, they like give you a little teaser, right? And then they really hit you with that second book where it's like, here's everything. Yeah. I, I But you're so true because that's, that is the way with a lot of these books and I remember being so intimidated by the first book in Crescent City because I was like, oh my gosh, if this is 800 pages, what is the second book going to be? But maybe it will be the same or like a little bit shorter. Who knows? Well, like with YA, it's like they allow the world to build with the characters. Like you Mm. get it at the same time. So like the characters, the characters exposing you to the world rather than here's all this history and let's yeah. let me just like, that... set it up for you yeah yeah this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast is like really thinking critically about the differences between genres and subgenres. and this is definitely one that I've just been like thinking a lot about and wanting to learn a lot about because I could never I don't know. I don't think I'm imaginative enough for to write fantasy, so I'm just fascinated by the minds of people that can do it. The fifth season and the Broken Earth series, like that series set a bar for me in terms of she 
like created such a parallel world to our world but yet it's totally different I mean it's the end it's the end of the world and it's definitely fantasy and yet there are so many grounded elements where you're like no pun intended (laughs) where (laughs) where you're like oh crap like she's she's talking about our world even though yeah. she's not. And I just, I cannot, I love, that's what something I really appreciate with fantasy because it allows you to maybe confront contemporary issues, but in a non-contemporary world. And so there's that one step removed where you're able to kind of step outside, have like an outer body experience while you're reading it and observe these situations and then say, okay, wow, that's amazing. Now, how does that apply in our world and in our Mm -hmm. life? And I feel like the world that she created there was so complex, but she did throw us in a little bit. Like she didn't spend the first half of the book explaining the world. She kind of just threw us into the middle of it and we kind of had to figure it out as we went, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I am... Unfortunately, I am not, I have not finished with it um, because I started it at the same time as I was reading A Song of Wraiths and Ruin, which I, they're, not that they're incredibly similar, but that, just what I was talking about with like, I Two worlds at the same time. I, yes. And I was talking to my friend Mark the other day. I can't multitask the way that I used to. Mm -hmm. Like I used to be the kid that had the TV on while I was doing my homework. Like I always needed background noise. And now I'm like, okay, I put an ASMR room on in the background or meditation music. (laughs) Like, and I can't multitask with, I can do an audio book and like a physical or an ebook, but I can't read two books at the same time anymore. And I, and then honestly, for these ones, I don't think I would want to read them at the same time. I'm the same way. I can't multitask anymore either. And I have heard when you're multitasking, you're not giving your full attention to one of those tasks. Like you're mm-hmm. you're kind of dividing your attention. And so it's physically impossible for the human brain to do two things fully at the same time. And so it's almost like when you start to realize that you can't keep up with two books at the same time, it's because the books are captivating you so much mm-hmm. that you don't want to detract from that by splitting your attention. And so I think it's a sign of like really good books when you're like, okay, I can't do two books at one time. I need to sit with this world and experience these characters first and then I'll move on. Okay. A Song of Race and Ruin, which I pitched to you in the pitch episode, I have mm-hmm. to say, I was a I really, really liked it. It's very action oriented. It is YA fantasy. It's a duology, so we do have a second book coming. Um, and it was not at all what I thought it was going to be, which I think can sometimes be a good thing or a bad thing in this sense. It was definitely a good thing. It's in dual perspective. I feel like it's been a while since I've read a multiple perspective book. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, I really, really liked it. Oh, yay. And I love that it's a duology. I feel like that's a very digestible kind of series to get into because it's like you get more than just one book but you don't you're not overwhelmed by how many books yeah but if you like love it then it's like I want more I guess (laughs) that's true (laughs) the American Royal series is a duology for now um because Random House didn't order a third book yet but I'm like 
Mm, I still I, want more. <laughs> I always love when um, authors say, for now. I'm like, yes, thank you for keeping that little bit of hope open for me so that I can just fantasize and don't have to go to fan fiction right away. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you did finish the fifth season, right? I did finish the fifth season. Since you finished it, but when you pitched it, you were only about like a quarter a, of the way through. A quarter of the way through, yeah. yeah. So I, now that you finished it, I want you to re-pitch it. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Because that's actually great because my pitch was so inadequate. Um, <laughs> because I didn't, like, I'm like, oh, silly Ashley, you didn't know what you were getting yourself into. You didn't know anything about this book. But, okay, so I still have to keep it spoiler free in this pitch episode. And I think that this is definitely one of those books where mm, even a pitch is like, you can't say too much, so it's still going to be pretty vague. But my revised pitch is that this is an excellent portrayal of women finding their strength despite society and like deeply rooted systemic oppression trying to push them down. And it's a, co- a commentary on race and oppression and it follows the lives of women as they kind of figure things out through different times in the same world and oh I don't know I can't say much more it's like but she uh, N.K. Jemison's writing is absolutely phenomenal it is poetic and it is descriptive and it may take you a while to kind of understand the world in which this story takes place but you'll get there and you will understand you may need to make a chart but it is a hundred percent worth it loved it well I can't wait to continue um what about some other like series that you've have fall- fell in love with during this time or discovered like I said I haven't really been reading a lot of physical books I have been reading a lot of audiobooks which has been really helpful and then the other thing that I started to kind of get into which is like so different from the type of books I normally gravitate towards are graphic novels and graphic novel series which just is the coolest concept to me because you get like a whole book series but not in like you get more of a visual representation to accompany the story which helps move it along further mm-hmm. so i picked up two graphic novel series the heartstopper series which came recommended by so many people as well as check please which is like a hockey slash like cooking it looks kinda. so cute so cute both of them and I love like this is going to be such a weird thing to say but I love the way they feel <laughs> they're like thick pages and you know not- I love to talk about the way the books feel <laughs> I'm like it's like it's they're like thick and like they're not like you know your your comic books that you like the DC comic books are not that they're not like stapled together they're like bound and glossy yeah they're like a book yeah and I just oh I got into graphic novels in college in one of my um literature classes we had we were we were studying mouse which is a graphic novel about world war ii and it was like the most digestible form 
of a really important story that was also like so artistic and had such a unique interpretation and we were only supposed to read the first one but I loved it so much that I for my final paper which we could do on anything I did on the second installation in that series um and I think I recommended it someone was asking for a graphic novel like recommendations once and I was like have you ever heard of mouse and they were like no it takes place during world war ii it's about um the jewish internment camps and all of that so it is heavy not exactly it's a heavy read so you know if you choose to pick it up go forward with that knowledge Um, yeah and the other thing that I was going to say that is is timely right now is John Lewis passed away this past week, and he has a trilogy, a, a graphic novel trilogy called March. That oh is, yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes. Haley talked about that. Yes, she recommends that, and it's about the civil rights movement and John Lewis's you know experiences in the civil rights movement. And oh yeah, she's just such a powerful man and the world is a little dimmer without him in it but I really think that we can move forward together as a nation by like learning more about John Lewis and who he was and I think Mm -hmm. the March series is a really great way to do that because like I said it's graphic novels it's a little bit you know shorter to like condense all of his life experiences especially you know in the 60s around the civil rights movement all into one little three-part book so yeah yeah I just think that graphic novels offer I think like if you think about how popular like fan art is and all of Mm -hmm. that like there's something to be said about visual representation and it's also they're nice because you can finish them in just a couple of hours so you they're they're something that's easy to um be fully immersed in and I think with a series like how fun is that like it's you are able to consume it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, what new authors have you found through doing this series series that you're looking forward to reading going forward? I still want to read the the whole Grishaverse or um, mm-hmm. the Same. Shadow and Bone series by Lee Bardugo. I read Ninth House when it came out in the fall because it was super hyped and that was like a one that I was like, okay. So that was my first urban fantasy. So Crescent City will not be my first urban fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you haven't read Ninth House yet. It is like, wow. It, I do I mean, own it. And I'm excited because it takes place at Yale, right? Yes. It, it's about the the secret houses on like that are actually part of Yale because Lee Bardugo went to Yale and there's like secret magic houses and like the back of the book has these um like it has a list of all these famous people and politicians who were part of the houses and like people are like I can't confirm or deny but I'm like these are real wow (laughs) um it's it's pacing is a little off like it was a hard book to read for that reason but it is really good Uh, and that was her first adult fantasy um so I'm excited to read the Shadow and Bone series and then I really want to read Nevermore by Jessica Townsend it's a middle grade series that is really really popular it came highly recommended after I devoured and absolutely loved the house on the cerulean sea i oh, yeah yeah Very oh similar. my gosh yeah people said that that i should pick up nevermore after loving that book by tj clune so yeah, yeah let me know i'm definitely gonna read them i think that they're 
Um, I love middle grade books. I always forget how great they are, but especially for like the fall and like cozy time, like mm-hmm. I think that'll be really fun to read. So that's what, that's what's next up for me. Yeah, and I am going to start in like under two weeks, Throne of Glass. I know, me too. I'm so excited. I'm really <laughs> excited. I'm just I. I know we talked a lot about how big series can be intimidating, but this is one that I'm going in with and I've got some yeah. vacation time in August and I cannot wait to immerse myself in this series that a lot of our friends are telling us that we'll love. So let's hope we I do. Know. <laughs> I can't believe, I remember like when we had both finished Akatar and we were like okay so now we have to read Throne of Glass next mm-hmm. um and we're like and you're like I'm gonna read it in August and this was like it sounded so fi- far away and I was like August <laughs> I was like Ashley are you kidding me like and then obviously like life and work happens and all of a sudden I'm like oh I'm really glad we waited till August because I I mean, yeah. continue to, like, have a million things going on, um, but I'm really excited. But I also so, wanted to read a lot of other books in between the two so that I could get, like, a really good appreciation for the fantasy genre before I just immediately went into another Sarah J. Mass series. So I'm glad that I've got to experience a lot of books in this genre so I'm not just, like, a one-author kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not a fluke big fans of the genre we've although I there's just something about summer that makes me want to read all contemporary I think that was another reason why it was hard for me to read two fantasies at once because I was like I just want to read contemporary summer beachy stories Mm -hmm. which is also great and you know if anyone has any you know what I'm like really in the mood for would be a series like a camp series like, Ooh. like Camp Rock, but in a book. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Everybody, you heard Phoebe's request. Now find her a book. <laughs> Preferably if it's a series. Yeah. Um, and I probably won't read it until next summer, but hit me with all your recommendations. <laughs> but speaking of August, we mm-hmm. did say that this is our last series and episode for season one, yeah. which... Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> it's bittersweet because the break will allow us to really, we've got big plans and big hopes for season two and we want to bring you a bigger and better read it or list it in season two. So we need a break to be able to do all that and to read some more books so we have more books to talk about. But yes. it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. I know, even though we're still going to talk every single day, because we're not going away forever. We do have a couple surprise episodes Mm -hmm. that will be sprinkled between now and when we come back for season two in September. But it's just, I don't know, I I feel like I say a lot that our weekly chats and recording are just like a saving grace. And so fun. And like, just like the creative energy that it allows and I'm I don't know we're so grateful for everyone who takes the time each week to support read it or list it um it's really a dream come true for us I texted Ashley a picture yesterday that I was in a bookstore (laughs) what was that like um (laughs) and I found a book called how to start a podcast and this was like for like the future reference of like oh I'll pick this up one day and then it was a year ago right this was last August yeah yeah and like here we are now completing our first 
season. And thank you to everybody who stayed with us despite our crappy audio in the beginning and (laughs) natural growing pains of figuring out how to do this whole thing. We appreciate you. We love you for your support (laughs) through thick and thin. (laughs) And all the authors who took time out to speak with us. Yes. We never, ever anticipated being able to do so like have author interviews and we're mm-hmm. so excited to bring you more in the future and to make read it or list it a more interactive space we would really um we we're really looking forward to being able to have you read along with us and just to make it someplace that you are excited to return to every week yeah and so with that thank you so much if you enjoyed this episode or our first season in general, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review and a rating on Apple Podcast. It really helps us be seen and heard by more people, which allows us to support more readers and authors. And while we're away, you can always find us on Instagram at Pod. We will still be posting over there regularly and asking for a lot of your input as we prepare for season two. Mm-hmm. And you can reach out on our Instagram or on our personal pages as well. You can find me on Instagram at underscore shelflove underscore or on my blog at shelflovebookblog.com. Woohoo! It's just launched yesterday. <laughs> um, and you can find me at read and write, W R I G H T, and on my blog, readandwrite.com. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in September. We'll miss you. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Pod. All rights reserved, 2020.